Bad news. Bad news for the state. Bad news for capital. Bad news for patriarchy. Bad news for all forms of domination. Bad news. Angry voices from around the world. Our monthly info show from anarchist and anti-authoritarian radio projects worldwide. If these news are bad, I don't want to be good. At the end of December, just when university exams were around the corner, the far-right Greek government of New Democracy decided a circumvention of Article 16 of the Constitution and for it to be voted on January in the middle of the exams. This means education would no longer be public and accessible to all. The immediate answer of the university students was to rally and take over their schools and the streets to riot and protest. Their demands are, among others, free education for everyone, no privatization of universities, no degradation of their degrees, and no exams until riots are over. They have been at the forefront of the pushback against the government's decision for six weeks. The first day of February, after the protest, students took over the deanship of Thessaloniki University. This attempt was short-lived as cops evacuated mere hours later. On the 7th of February, another evacuation took place, that of the anarchist squad Utopia AD in Komotimi. Farmers in Greece continue their mobilization throughout their country for the fourth week. With roadblocks and interventions in ministries, they oppose the EU and state policies. They demand energy cost reduction, compensation for natural disasters and control of the supermarket cartels that make money at the expense of producers and consumers. Their meeting with the Prime Minister did not lead to satisfaction of their demands, as a result of which they decided to escalate the actions with a mass gathering in Athens. They declare that, in a negotiation, you always win something and lose something, but we have nothing to lose. At the same time, the state has activated repression mechanisms, both with attacks by cops and with threats of lawsuits against members of the farmers' movement. Farmer mobilizations are taking place simultaneously in Italy, Belgium, the Netherlands, Germany, France, Spain, Poland and Portugal, all against the common agricultural policy of the EU, but in several cases with conservative political contact. No farmer, no food. On the 28th of November on 2023, a complex of numerous interventions and amendments of the Criminal Code was put up for public consultation, accompanied this time by significant amendments to the Code of Criminal Procedure. This is the third consecutive amendment of the Penal Code by the neoliberal far-right government of the New Democracy. The central focus of the amendments to be voted on is the actual serving of sentences, the punishment of as many guilty persons as possible. Suspended sentences for misdemeanors now become the exception, while the sentence limits are also being aggressively increased. The predominance of subjective factors that will now determine a person's conviction and their stay in prison is pervasive in the bill, blunting the scope for any kind of judicial interpretation. The reduction of the effect of mitigating circumstances, the definition of only one permissible postponement per case and the absence of the obligation for the cops to attend trials by accepting only their written statements, drastically reduce any safeguards for the accused, leaving them even more exposed to the whims of the cops and the judiciary. 
The alternative forms of serving a sentence through community service and the conversion of the sentence into money are reiterated, as well as the high amounts of fees that will be required, confirming in the most blatant way the hypocrisy and the classism of justice. Other important changes that are suggested are actual serving imprisonment of the part of the sentence up to six months for sentences of two to three years, actual serving imprisonment for sentences of more than three years, increase of the maximum term of imprisonment for felonies from 15 to 20 years, increase of the maximum term of imprisonment for multiple felonies to 25 years from 20, and for multiple misdemeanors to 10 years from 8. The conditions for dismissal will now be at the Judicial Council's discretion depending on the risk of the crime and the individual and social characteristics of the suspect, irrespective of the formal conditions for completing a period of detention. The possibility of imposing a sentence for the attempted commission of an offence identical to the sentence for the completed offence. The possibility of imposing a penalty on an accomplice similar to the penalty for the natural perpetrator. Aggravating provisions for the disruption of public services even if only by shouting speaking testimonies. The following are a few parts of an hour-long interview that A-Radio Berlin did with Baruch from Brazil, who is involved in a book project called Casa Encantada that documents 20 squats in the city of Belo Horizonte. The entire interview will soon be available at aradio-berlin.org. So, Can you introduce yourself to the audience with any mention of groups or associations you want to give? Hi, my name is Baruch. I'm from Casa Invisível, which is a squad that is turning 11 years old this year. I'm organizing with counterculture, anarchist movements, uh, uh, squatting movement in Brazil for like the last 15 years. And We are like very involved, very much involved with solidarity actions with the squat movement in downtown uh, Belo Horizonte, the very downtown of Belo Horizonte. And there is a very unique independent scene of homeless people getting organized through direct action. And we try our best to support and keep those squads alive. Uh, we are like, we are in Brazil, the proportions of many things here are very big. We are in a three million city, three million people city like Belo Horizonte, which is kind of not that big <laughs> compared to Sao Paulo, Rio, many other. And uh, you and other people, you're, you wrote a book about the situation in your city. And well, what yeah. is the book called? Or what's the title of the book? It's Casa Encantada which means Enchanted House. Yeah. We took it from Sindio's uh, song. Sindio's was a anarchist punk band from Spain, which mm. were very related to the squatting movement, and is a, a expression that we use here in other, other moments, seeing that the occupied house, a squatted house is an enchanted house, which is the expression they use in their song that brings this this idea that you have a dark um, a dark and sad place that you bring some enchantment and some uh, happiness some life to it mm -hmm. so that's like why we we wanted to to 
to call attention for what is going on. We have like uh, we and we still have like dozens of empty houses in downtown. Uh, we have uh, at least five thousand people homeless, and we have the proportions are kind of big. In, yeah. in our town, we have a hundred thousand people living in squats. Those kind of squats that I mentioned, territories and also buildings. We have to to enchant to take those houses and bring some some life to it. You're planning a tour also in Europe. What's your plan there? Maybe you can talk a bit about your your plans for where do you want to go in Europe and uh, what's the idea of do you want to present the book or read from the book or what do you have planned so far? Yeah, I think that we I want to pre to present the book with me and other two comrades from our squad. We're going to be on in Europe. We're going to try to visit many people that visit us and are inviting us to be there. So we're going to try to cross from Portugal to Greece. We're going to try to visit uh, Spain, France, Germany, Austria, Czech Republic, Slovenia, and try to reach Greece, which is my dream since I was a teenager. I want to visit Greece. I want to see the May Day <laughs> in Greece. Let's see if we can. But yeah, and I, I, I've been in Berlin before playing with my punk rock band. So I really have admiration by the squatting scene there, hmm. which like, you know, have decades of uh, experience and influence a lot, uh, has influence in, uh, in anarchist movements and in imagination of what a movement can have. I even have today the stress factor zine I got in 2011 with a lot of a calendar with a lot of activities every day of the week. We like have many things happening in the city. Now it nice. seems that they don't print that anymore. It's just, just online, right? It's just online as far as now, yeah. yeah. And, but I have this with me and I show people, look this, this is our goal. We have to spot <laughs> enough houses in our town so we can have a calendar like this. So we'll be, I would be glad to be there like 13 years later presenting a network of squats that we actually did. Of course, it's smaller. Of course, it's more precarious. Of course, it's like third world style. But it's very, <laughs> I think it's, it's very... I think it's very inspiring <laughs> for people here. So I really, yeah, I think um, you will inspire a lot of people here. I'll be glad. And I, have to, I just want to uh, point out and make uh, sure that people understand that the houses, we're like documenting 20 houses with drawings, pictures and interviews. And I want people to be clear that this is not even 1% of the squatting movement in our town. Yeah. And of course, it's much, much smaller if we try to figure out the squatting movement in Brazil. So all these houses, these 20 houses here with like much less than 100 people living are like 0.001% because we, as, as I say, we have 100,000 people living in squats of landings and buildings in our town. So we, we don't have to, uh, we have to show this picture, but we don't have, we, we need people to understand that this is not even close to the whole picture. Yeah. So that's what the, the, the next, we have a small article to explain the context of where those 20 houses emerge and how they are like very unique and different. Mm -hmm. That's what they are. They are different from the, the whole movements. That's why I wanted to document them, not because they represent the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing, maybe we can work better in the next publication then we do another <laughs> tour then we do another talk yeah, that sounds nice but this moment i want to do this artistic 
portrait of this movement that we are part. We are in one of the houses. We mm. we have an illustration and an interview with a member of our house, of our squad, Casa Invisível, and I hope it can give people a glimpse of what we do here and is also a way to build solidarity, to build connections so we can be like in a mutual, mutual way uh, relation in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, traveling this much is not uh, cheap. Can people support you somehow? What are ways people can, you know, in any way, maybe get in touch or support you? Well, we have a firefund.net campaign, Casa Encantada. Maybe you can put out the, the, the link there for sure. share with us, with, with, the, with the, the interview, of course. And it's kind of expensive to do this, but as, a, as my punk rock school taught me, if you do a tour, you, if you are like every day going to a different city, you don't uh, uh, depend that much on one, pe one person. You can be hosted and have some company and some touring advices for a couple of days with someone. They don't have to spend a week taking care of you so you can move to the next city. <laughs> and you can sell books and pay for the tickets or gasoline. In our case, we're going to be buying tickets to yeah. buses and trains. So, And we have this fire fund campaign so that can help us print the books there so we don't have to carry books, translated books from Brazil. Of mm. course, they will probably call some attention in their airplanes. So <laughs> we support so we can print, we can do a, a printing in, in Europe mm -hmm. and then we can buy some of the, the tickets that we need. If you can donate any amount, any anybody, if you're in a position that you can donate like 10 bucks, please do. We're going to be very uh, happy and excited to be able to do this tour. And just remember, we are like in Brazil. We are <laughs> in exchange. Uh, like the, the how I say that the the I don't know, the, the currency is terrible. We are poor here in Brazil. But when we sometimes I like what the hell I'm going I'm going to do in Europe because when you got in Europe we are like six times more poor. Like the, our our money doesn't mm. doesn't worth nothing. Like <laughs> so we're gonna be like in trouble. Any money that you can save doesn't matter. You're like six times less when you arrive there. So, you know, yeah. the minimum wage here is like uh, 100 and, 1,100 reais, which is like 200 euros. So yeah. it's, it's nothing. Like if, when, we, when you get there, you're going to be eating like falafel forever. <laughs> so please help us to at least get to the, another town and maybe be able to bring one. Yeah, we will put the link to the Firefront in the show notes. Um, If people maybe want to help you otherwise, do you also look for like translators or some other work people maybe can do for you? Or yeah, We want to put the book out in many languages as possible. For now, we have some people working on in English, Spanish and French. Okay. If anyone wants to translate to German, to Greek, to other languages, please contact us. You and can share our email there. Okay. So yeah, we put that also in the show notes. Of course, in the future, we want to to share the the, the PDF, a digital version of the book. We want to, this to be open. So if we have like hundred translations, we can put out without like costs for free on the nice. internet. Nice, that sounds nice. So people can also print themselves. Cool. I would say 
for now, let's make a cut here. And thank you so much for taking the time and giving us all these insights. And uh, yeah, best of luck for the tour. I um, hope we can meet up and uh, yeah, maybe also have another interview in person or whatever, you know, maybe document your event in Berlin. And um, really looking forward. Yeah, thanks. We're looking forward to meet you all, to visit again. Uh, the, the, the squatting movement and other the radical movement in, in Berlin and Germany. We're going to be in Hamburg too. Uh, and thanks a lot. If you want to support the book tour, see the Firefund campaign at firefund.net slash Casa Encantada. To get in touch with Baruch, you can write an email to casainvisivel at riseup.net. For the email, Casa is written with a K. This month on Bad News, the final straw is sharing part of an interview with anarchist prisoner in the UK, Toby Schoen. Toby was arrested in November of 2020 after a car chase during five simultaneous raids on residences in the Forest of Dean in Bristol in the UK. Toby was accused of being responsible for the Insurrectionary Counter-Information Anarchist site, 325.nostate.net, as well as participation in the Informal Anarchist Federation International Revolutionary Front, FAI-IRF, authoring communiques on behalf of the FAI-IRF and the Earth Liberation Front, funding terrorism and being involved in the sabotage of a cell phone tower, as well as having explosives. This raid and the case were brought in conjunction with the attempted linking of a diverse array of UK anarchist projects with terrorism charges under the name Operation A Dream, which Toby understands to be conducted in conjunction with intelligence services from the Netherlands and Germany. The court failed to convict Toby Schoen on these charges and only succeeded in convicting him of having and distributing hallucinogens, for which he got a three-year and nine-month sentence. Toby was then re-arrested while out on probation for having a cell phone and attending a prisoner support event in Bristol in October of 2023. We're speaking with Toby Schoen, anarchist currently incarcerated in Garth Prison in Leyland. Thank you so much for being willing to have this conversation. Hi, Final Straw Radio. It's Toby. I want to thank you for this opportunity and express my gratitude for the anarchist Black Cross Brighton for facilitating. The Brighton ABC website describes your re-arrest while on release to a halfway house. But I wonder if you wouldn't mind sharing what happened to you and where you are now. I was transferred to the long-term high-security prison estate in October 2023 after a fireworks solidarity demo for my case outside where I was previously locked up in Bristol Prison. I'm currently in a cell on Sea Wing, Garth Prison, in Northwest UK. We're around 850 men in this prison, the majority of which are on very long sentences or life. It's a brutal and unforgiving environment, but my heart is strong and I'm as stubborn as ever, and I remain unrepentant and anarchist to the end. I was arrested last year in September by a tactical unit acting under command of the Southwest Counter-Terror Police. I've spent nine months in conditional liberty after release under MAPA, multi-agency public protection arrangements. The National Security Division classified me as dangerous, imposing a high risk of serious harm to the general public and the state. To justify my arrest, the Counter-Terror Police and National Security Division indicate my abject refusal to cooperate with them, possession of an unauthorized smartphone, 
and attendance at Prisoner Solidarity Dinner at Base Anarchist Social Centre in Eastern Bristol as part of the International Week of Solidarity with Anarchist Prisoners, which takes place every year from August 23rd till 30th. In your explanation of the case that we played before, you spoke about Operation A Dream, the raids in your community, the terrorism charges, accusations of responsibility for publishing dangerous materials, and the attempt to link you and other comrades and projects to international struggles and illegal activities. The Crown prosecutors failed at convincing the courts, and following that, failed to successfully impose a serious crime prevention order, SCPO that would have not only further limited your association and travel, but had the purpose of social mapping your relationships and hopes of wrangling you back into prison sooner. Could you speak about the continued political pursuit of you by the UK law enforcement under the guise of criminality since they couldn't get you on politics? Or is that an inappropriate distinction for me to make? About the continued investigation, little is known. Other than the investigative reports served that detailed the intense surveillance I was under during my conditional liberty. So far there have been no more raids, only harassment and monitoring, including a notable border detention and attempted interrogation under the counter-terror schedule 7 legislation of a close comrade returning from Barcelona some time ago. As anarchists and those engaged in revolutionary struggle, we can expect ongoing, undefined, continuous surveillance and pursuit. In this, social and political crimes are merely expedient reasonings for state agencies towards their aim of neutralising their enemies. It's clear that I, along with other comrades, have been under investigation for many years, and even now, within the prison walls, I remain under enhanced close monitoring and the attempted disruption of my contact with those outside, none of which will suppress my insurrectional speech and the transmission of the anarchic ideas. All the investigative reports, surveillance logs, and counter-terror analytics are worthless trash composed by the human garbage of the state. In addition to the contents of that January 2022 statement, have there been any revelations concerning Operation A Dream or similar coordinated law enforcement attacks on anarchists and libertarians in the UK? It's known that police coordination, including that of cross-border cooperation, exists, but again, little is known definitively at present. But what is more important is our coordination, our international struggle, the next generation of social war against the state, capitalism, and the technological singularity. Towards this networking, we propose an international anti-prisons gathering in Brighton, March 29th to the 31st of this year. This event is only the first part of a renewed set of encounters to support our imprisoned comrades and the struggle against the prison industrial complex. Secondly, we propose an international anti-technology gathering to take place in an as-yet-unconfirmed city in mainland Europe in the autumn of 2025. The details for this meeting will be available at the end of this year. Aside from the coordination of practical encounters, we can also mention the cross-pollination and blossoming of our struggle in the streets, for which no police coordination has yet been able to prevent nor destroy, and the days and nights belong to us. 
Would you please tell us about the current condition of your confinement, access to exercise, books, lawyers, and your supporters, including the impacts of moving you so far from home and your main support network? I'm basically locked up for 22 and a half hours every day in a very small cell. As to my access to books, it's very difficult due to the conditions I'm subject to, to receive them. I've been denied over seven books already, and it's the same with my correspondence, which is heavily censored. I receive very little. The strategy of the National Security Division is based on trying to prevent me from perceiving social support and isolating me from that support. To that end, I was moved to the long-term high-security prison estate. Evidently, it's a pathetic and failed repressive move, which only makes me more determined and steadfast in my outlook and my perspectives. I welcome cards and letters, and I reply to each one that I receive. You can also contact Anarchist Black Cross Brighton to send me greetings or to stay in touch. I'm in weekly contact with my excellent legal team, and we're working on a parole application. I doubt I'll be released before my sentence end date. I have yard time each day for 30 minutes, and I have access to the gym twice a week. So you're scheduled to be released on November 11th, 2024, four years after your initial arrest. Do you have any post-relief support that you need, do you want a mention, that you want to mention where folks can throw some money or help you transition out of prison? Yes, I'm scheduled for release on the 11th of November this year, but we cannot rule out the megalomania and dirty tricks of the British regime, which I've already been threatened with recently. I expect to remain under surveillance and harassment by the National Security Division and counter-terror police, and this will also affect the comrades around me. We lost two out of three collective living spaces as a result of the raids in November 2020 and incurred substantial losses. The Forest case does not concern me solely, and I can't forget about those on the other side of the walls, those under investigation and hunted. If you want to contribute, to the Anti-Repression Solidarity Fund for Operation Adreen, please contact Anarchist Black Cross Brighton on brightonabc at riseup.net or the Solidarity Group Forest Case at riseup.net. Thank you again, Final Straw Radio. Initiatives like this break the imposed isolation and help us prisoners to escape the walls and the barbed wire that separates us. I've tried to answer your questions as best as I can, and any errors in interpretation and dictation are mine. This is Toby Show, Anarchist and Chaotic, signing off. Thanks all for listening. Ciao. So yeah, we are calling to Budapest and later to Sofia in order the, to answer the call for mobilization to present it to listeners of Radio Student and maybe even wider. Do we have Budapest online? 
Yes, hey. Hey, hello. So you are organizing traditional anti-fascist protest uh, Stop Glorifying the Nazis uh, on uh, 10th of February. Uh, can you tell a little bit more what is uh, happening and why you are organizing contra-protests? Yeah, thank you. Thanks actually for inviting us for the show. So I just want to explain shortly the context of the whole, like the historical present context of the whole uh, demonstration. Uh, so the Day of Honor is an international Nazi gathering that has been since 1997, and it's basically one of the biggest uh, Nazi gatherings in Europe. It's organized to commemorate the breaking out attempt of Nazis and the Arrow Cross, like the Hungarian fascist party troops from the Buda Castle, uh, because when the Soviets troops are arrived in Budapest, they surrounded the castle and people tried to to escape. I mean, the Nazis tried to escape to reach the Nazi army. And the Nazis that are gathering now for the Day of Honor, they are basically using this attempt of escape to portray the Nazis as heroes. It's a very important tool of their propaganda. And it's very important to mention that anti-fascism got huge media attention recently because of the trials against the anti-fascists that were arrested last year. And the state media also really tries to create a general paranoia in connection to anti-fascists. So it's more important than ever now to oppose peace and then come to the demonstration. It shouldn't stop us and fight against fascism and Nazis and also the state's attempt to discriminate anti-fascism. You can mention also where people can find more information if they want to join the mobilization. We will put these infos also under our our, uh, our show. Yeah, you can find the Autonomia on Instagram, uh, Autonomia Hun, like Autonomia H-U-N and also Autonomia on Facebook. And uh, you can also just contact us by email Budapest Black Flag at riseup.net. I'm hearing that some comrades uh, will definitely go and visit you in Budapest. We will uh, be in solidarity and we keep in touch. Yeah, thank you. Then hopefully see you there at Lokalings Anti-Fascism. Bye. Bye. Poklicali ste črno luknjo in njeno kontrainformativno mrežo. Po pisku oddajte svoj glas. So we just heard from Budapest about the upcoming uh, anti-Nazi mobilization and we switch now to Sofia, Bulgaria, where as well uh, in next days uh, there will be a very important Balkan-wide or maybe even wider uh, anti-fascist mobilization. Uh, we have comrade on the line now. Hey. Hello. Hello, it's nice good, to, hear you. It's good yeah. to have you again on our show. Um, Anti-Local March is um, a traditional uh, moment of uh, mobilization for the anti-fascists uh, of the Balkans. Uh, much has been achieved uh, in 21 years of mobilization against uh, the neo-Nazi Luko March gathering. So uh, can you tell us please uh, what's the uh, deal this year, what's the focus, what has also been maybe achieved uh, in all the previous years? The thing is that we don't know still what will happen with the so-called Luk of March this year because uh, unfortunately the court said that they have a right to have a march although municipality banning it uh, again. But also they have another march in the, uh, at noon. And uh, 
idiotic thing is that it's called March of the Tolerance, and they said that it's something connected with Bulgarian revival from the 19th century. But of course, it's a bullshit. But what is the focus of the of you know our part of uh, mobilization this year? Will do you expect a lot of international support? Is there any other uh, things planned besides just the demonstration? And where can uh, all the information be found? Uh, we, the information can be found at the page of the Antifa the Facebook and the Instagram, uh, Antifa Sofia, Antifa Bulgaria. Uh, I don't know about the mobilization. We'll focus uh, very much not against the Wook of March, but against the Nazis uh, in general. The official name of our protest is No Nazis on Our Street, although it's famous as Anti-Wook of March, but it's not only against Wook of March, against the Nazis in general. So, uh, and their presence in the street and in the government, of course. We'll have a different speeches against the rising of the right-wing uh, groups in general in the Europe and the world. Uh, we'll have uh, uh, we'll have a speeches also by some migrants. Uh, we'll say our opinion against the fucking border regime, also against the fascism of uh, Putin, against the fascism of Erdogan, against the fascism. What's going on now in Gaza? Also, it's uh, also a tricky moment because here the Palestinian demonstrations all the time are pressed very, very, very seriously by the police. They, sometimes they don't let them to demonstrate, but we'll have some of them in our uh, demo too. So we'll not uh, speak only from the one side, but uh, against uh, really the Nazism in general. And also we'll mention that General Wukov, that they commemorate was uh, for the deportation of all, all the Jews during the time of the war. About international comrades, for sure we have somebody from Greece, somebody from Austria, somebody from Serbia. We are uh, always in solidarity. See you next Saturday. Thank you for this uh, interview. Thank you very much. Madonna, se to ikuš kokur da bahajka. Barbadat se moš poje. Ampak se tu le ni nobenega reda. Nobene discipline. Se sploh ne veš, kdo komandira. Vsak ma besedo. Na svobodo se pripravljajo, to je tist. Na svobodo vas pripravlja Črna Luknja. Anarhistični glas na Radiu Študent. Many police officers have been hurt. Men and women who are trying to protect democratically elected leaders. Bad news. Angry voices from around the world. Local anarchist and anti-authoritarian radio shows on one spot. Tune in every 15th of the month. More information on a-radio-network.org. What's a revolution to you? <laughs> to kill the bosses and take their money. <laughs>